Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this Tuesday evening? I'm fine. That's good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> I need to think of more responses to that. I, I never, I think sometimes I change it up, but lately it's just been like, I'm fine. Yeah, well, okay. you know, fine is, fine is good. You know, we have um, quite a bit of uh, thing, fun things to talk about tonight with The Last of Us, episode four. And uh, I know we got a few news items just to quickly run through, but uh, yeah, I'm glad, to, I'm glad you're doing well. I was surprised when you plural like made that a plural because it's like a couple of fun things, really one fun thing, and then a few yeah. things like that that you know this happened or is happening. I don't know. I don't really understand. Well, I understand, but um, so apparently, um, starting this Friday, AMC will be changing, charging you more for the quote unquote better seats. In the theaters. Um, Here's my thoughts. Okay. This should be at no shock to anybody who's been listening, especially if you've been listening for a long time. Okay. So just, just act surprised. Um, I tend to sit the aisle (laughs) (laughs) because I can, when the movie's over, I can as quickly make my escape. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't like people in my way. Um, And I also, like, less people around me, Mm -hmm. the better. And I'm also not surprised by this whole thing. The moment they started doing reserved seating in theaters, I was shocked when the one theater in Fairbanks had reserved theater. I'm like, what? What is this? This is the lower 48 thing. This isn't up here. No, no, it is. It is. Um, So, uh, to me, I'm like, okay, whatever. But and and is AMC AMC is with Regal or are those two different? They're two different companies. Regal. Okay, then yeah. ours won't be affected. <laughs> okay, well you're lucky. You're lucky because my uh, my go-to theaters are that are like closest to me are are both AMC theaters. And so uh, yeah, just for folks who I'm, I'm sure people have heard about it, but if you haven't, just to give you a little bit more information. Uh, starting this Friday in select markets, AMC is going to start having um, different seat pricing options. And one of them, like Sarah noted, the uh, standard um, site line is basically the, you know, ones that are probably more to the side than that. There's the value site line, which is like basically if like you get to the theater late and you're like, you know, having to get shoved stuck down at the very front. And then there's like the premium seats where, uh, which are the ones more in the, in the middle and, uh, it, it, and they'll have this with this structure. If you're, if you're like an AMC stubs member, uh, some of those fees will get waived and, and all because with the, with the one level of the stubs, you do pay like a membership fee. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's with the, you said it so well with the, with the advent of the reserve seating and, and, and all. It, uh, it's not a surprise that they're doing this, but I mean, but the timing is kind of silly in that people are now just really starting to go back to the theaters and stuff. And I understand that, you know, they got to make their money and all, but, uh, given that, uh, people, a lot of folks are still, some folks are still wary about going to cause of COVID or whatever reasons or, or, and also just 
generally the cost of tickets in a lot of markets are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, will this like price out people like, for example, you know, going, you know, some people can't afford to like go to like, you know, we, a traveling Broadway show comes into town and, you know, and the ticket prices are just so exorbitant, but, you know, they can't, you know, folks can't afford it. But this is also speaking of, you know, theater, like as far as live theater, I mean, this is very similar to what you see in in in, in regular theater uh, seating where, you know, or concerts or whatever you go to. I mean, there's different tiered levels of, of prices for for better seats. So I guess it just took a while for for the movie theaters to come around to that. So um, I guess it's just another way for them to get revenue. Yeah. Maybe, maybe all of us sneaking in our snacks are, they're like, yeah. <laughs> they take notice and like, we want to get that money back. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Um, in other news, it was um, kind of, I think, even just today this happened um, that Fantastic Four director Ma- Matt Shackman has shared that the film is scheduled to start filming in early 2024. With a set release date of February 14th, 2025, and no confirmation yet on who the Fantastic Four are being played by in this rendition. Nope, nope. nope. Uh, yeah, not at all. I mean, basically, it was Wouldn't a story that be of- awesome? Like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it would <laughs> well, be. the <actually>. trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No happen but yeah <laughs> yeah that would be like project you know the the working title of the film would be like you know project project balloon or something like that where it's just uh you know or it's project x where it's just like we don't know all these people but they have such a tight set uh that, that we never figured you know no spoilers came out from it or anything like that but uh yeah um shackman is of course many folks probably remember if it was uh one of the directors and, and, and writers of a uh, uh, WandaVision, and mm-hmm. so and so he has he has had time in the MCU before, and uh, of course in other other things as well. And obviously this seat opened up when uh, John Watts moved on from um, this film. So uh, yeah, he 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 was just talk. It was an article in the Wrap, and he was just sharing about this information and how he actually came in was able to uh to do it he was originally scheduled to uh, direct star trek 4 uh with uh, chris pine uh with a new uh kelvin crew but um when that film continued just to and even had started talking with jj abrams about it but um uh when the, this opportunity opened up when john watts moved on he was like i, I mean i can't pass up directing an mcu film so that's that's how he ended up uh, directing the fantastic four yeah no you i mean you can and a lot of people have signed on and then bailed mm-hmm. um, but for whatever reason we never remember we don't really recall those because yeah. in the end it was the right decision and then the movie turned out fine or status quo for an mc movie so um man february 14th so hopefully this will get some love, <laughs> unlike the previous <laughs> rendition. Oh man! And I, I'm sure people are just chomping at the bit. Who's playing who? Mm-hmm. What's like, like origin? Not. I don't think it's gonna be an origin movie. But um, yeah, it's 
it's it's all about because it all casting these days is like okay we're gonna get younger or older right. younger or older like we just need some kind of bit of information um to hold us over um but hey guys we got ant-man coming up and i think that's gonna hold us over for like what four months until the next mcu movie drops exactly <sighs> jonathan majors anyway <laughs> um oh like kind of funny i was talking about ant-man and um i think i think it's true i think if if um khan take if kang takes his shirt off during that movie it will make 200 two billion dollars like <laughs> <laughs> granted and then as soon as i thought that will i told myself but wait a second he is technically going to have a shirt off for a heavy amount of creed 3 so <laughs> do you really need it in both movies and the answer is yes <laughs> yes the, yes the man is jacked uh, i mean i saw i saw a photo spread of him the other day um just online uh i guess with ebony magazine and mm-hmm. uh, and i was just like dude to shred it shred it i mean it, and it, also the creed and also some of the creed posters too so yeah we're, we're you know it, it's definitely a thirst and there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there thir- very thirsty right now for jonathan yeah yeah he um i will i always talk about this but it's so iconic i mean especially considering paul red is ant-man mm-hmm. but that image of him on the couch next to jonathan majors <laughs> like jonathan majors ate him <laughs> like he's yeah. two of paul red it's, it's ridiculous it um, is. i love you That's... paul red because you don't age but yeah it's it's ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is ridiculous. And I, it's funny, I, even like for, I saw a still a photo of the two of them from the premiere the other night. And uh, yeah, and it, it's the same thing. It's just like they were kind of back to back. And it's just like he just Paul Rudd just, just seems like a twig compared to, to Jonathan. And they were both all dapper and dapped out and stuff. But yeah. it was just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And ageless yes. <laughs> twig. But yeah, yeah. Um. And the last bit of news, just because we didn't get to it last week, but um, word on the street is that Superman and Lois will at least get one, if not two more seasons um, before it concludes its run on what we currently know as the CW network. Um, yeah. And and on that note, The Flash is premiering tomorrow night and the word is still not out on whether or not Will and Sarah are tuning into that premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just thinking about that earlier this evening. I was like, well, you know, I, I know we used, we have our avatar that uh, we used to use for for that show. So just for old time's sake, I may actually put it on our social just for just for old time's sake. Oh, <laughs> that's such a sweet thing to do. It did have good a great first season. The the first season of Flash is an epic season yeah. of television show. It's, it's nearly a perfect season of TV. Totally understand that. They killed it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is why we can't have good things. But yeah. all right. Well, that leads us to what we really want to talk about tonight, which is of course the fourth installment of The Last of Us, first season, um, which. Will, how about you start us off? Because I feel like I started us off last week. So, sure. What did the uh, girl mushroom say to the boy mushroom? I don't know. I'm a fun guy. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> very, very cool. 
what what did you what did you make about the use of the the pun book and the jokes throughout oh, uh, this episode? I loved it. It was, uh, you know, after last week's episode, which was so had so many feels uh, mm-hmm. that um, you know a lot of people obviously you know we chronicled about whether or not it was best TV. I won't re- regurgitate that, but this was a nice. There were, there were a couple of things I thought with this episode. First thing that really struck me was this is the first one that we haven't had a flashback. When I was no watching, flashback. yeah, and, and no, um, no infected. Right, right. No infected. No flashbacks. Um, no one significant passes away. Right, and, right. And um, and it was just and and really, I think. If you look at these episodes in like blocks and and and, and of of arcs, you know mm-hmm. it seemed that the bill and you know the arc last week just sort of was a launching pad to this new arc where we're really starting to see the the growth of uh, Joel and Ellie's relationship. I I think it's the first arc though. Well, not the first arc, but I think that it's the first episode that doesn't. Um, is not all encompassing, if that makes sense. It, I feel like the first three episodes can very much stand alone as these these short stories because we have mm-hmm. outbreak day, we have getting out of the QZ and everything with Tess, and then we have the um, Bill and Frank story. And now, now we're starting. Even though we've already started it, we're really focusing in on Joel and Ellie, which are our main characters. So it's not this episode is not structured like the others where, no, this we're 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 they're meeting new character. Well, they have they're kind of meeting new characters, right. but the story isn't this this sharp chapter, this arc, whatever you want to call it is not ending at the end of this episode. It's going to continue forward for at least one, I, I think one more episode. I, this is something we're, we, we got to talk about because yeah. I'm starting to get very curious about if this first season will truly be start to finish the first game mm. and not bleed. And I worry if they intend on bleeding it over into season two, because Will is not going to wait like a year. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as this season is over, he's going to go down the spoiler path. I'll be yep. shocked if he doesn't spoil himself with Last of Us 2. I mean, the spoilers are out there. So yeah. You oh, yeah. I just, I, so that makes me think that they're smart enough to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And and very much like have it end the way the first game ends, mm-hmm. but but with the pace currently, I'm like, okay, we'll we'll see if you can squeeze in because we still got a bit more story to tell. Um, there's a few more arcs to tell. Um, so and and they do have five episodes left, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and to your point about spoilers and cutscenes and all that stuff, yes, I have I've seen some of them. I kind of know some things that are to that are to come. 
but uh but like i said a few weeks ago I, I i made sure to cut myself off so i could just really enjoy this enjoy the 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 show as it as it comes towards me because um i you know with you know it's great having the companion cop podcast be so that um you know Druckmann and um Craig Madison do a good job of just sort of helping people like me who never played the game share where where they diverged from from the from the game yeah um and 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 so that um you know so i'm not so concerned about that but getting back to this episode too another thing that when it first started uh you know as we as i noted before not having uh any flashbacks we 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 start with ellie with the gun Mm -hmm. Uh, and i thought about our discussion last week um what um now that she has this gun what 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 are we going to get and what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh from it and um you know so when we first see her with it she she is you know, she's very clearly very very comfortable with it you know she was like you know unloading the magazine you know doing all the little things you know getting her little dirty hairy on as far as like pointing it towards the mirror and stuff and and so it you know it was really whenever we get into the, the revelation later in the episode having that scene at the beginning really was 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 very smart the way they started out that started the episode with that to 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 really add heft to some of the things that that happen later when they're when they are in Kansas City mhm yeah i i agree with you i the more i think about that scene and ellie She's doing what any kid who wanted something and finally sneak is sneaky sneakily got it mm-hmm. um would do and 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 she kind of's treating it a bit like a toy um in my opinion and and that's proven later when Joel actually shows her how to hold it mm-hmm. um but i I like so so most listeners know that i'm I'm familiar with the story but but i'm not i'm not as familiar as people who have played the game a hundred times um and so i'm a bit foggy and so i was like i don't really know when she first uses it i think i do but um and and i was wrong with where i where i thought she used it um but she does use it very quickly in this episode um which I, I almost want to rewatch this episode just because um, Bella continues to blow me away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but her reaction, it's so interesting when she, because, and, and I like how they make it a point of dialogue, he, you didn't actually kill him. But mm-hmm. just having shot someone and injure and making them injured in that significant way and knowing like Joel's just gonna just gonna finish the job you you do feel responsibility so like there's this weird thing of I did what I had to do or else Joel would be gone Mm -hmm. but I also hurt somebody and so I think a lot of her questioning about why Marlene in that first episode's um said that that these or why Tess said they're not good people um mm-hmm. 
and Marlene knows what they're capable of. Um, I think, I think um, all of those mixed emotions there, there's a realization there for someone who's so young. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I also find um, Pedro Pascal's acting in that moment as well. Very, very interesting um, because he's, he's experiencing the same, very similar emotions um, because this is something he unknowingly wanted to protect her from. Right. And and I think overall that's a theme that we've seen um, with the start of their relationship is where Joel very much begrudgingly is trying to accept the fact that this girl who rem- who I don't know if she he she reminds her of Sarah or that he can't help but picture like like um, rem- reminisce. Is yeah. is forced into this world and into these situations where she can't have the same experience that Sarah did have. Yeah, it's that. It's that. I think it's the latter. I think it's that parental like. Right. It's just you just have that that instinct of wanting to protect mm-hmm. a, a, a kid, um, and whether it's your own kid or or a kid that you're responsible for. And and I think you don't even have to be a parent to to get that. But I think it, with with Joel and understanding his background and stuff, I think it it, it 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 is a little bit you know that's that's maybe that's that that motivation. And also he was trying you know he he, he was trying to keep a, a barrier up. And you know whenever you know whenever we're having a discussion about family, and mm-hmm. I just didn't look at you as, as cargo, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, but whenever this this happened and she basically saved his ass, um, and then he feels you know again he feels responsible because of his his failure to protect someone caused them to cause her to have to have to shoot that guy and he and he's feeling like oh god you know I failed again and you know thinking back to Tommy's you know discussion with with his brother and then to think about tests and and I said that's another repetitive thing that we see with Joel is him having to come to grips each again with a place where he he has failed to do it failed to do the job. Yeah. I think I think he's a martyr um with that whole thing. But to go back to the conversation about cargo and in the car, um he, we we know that he he just says it because he's trying to compartmentalize, mm-hmm. um, and and he can't he can't at this point acknowledge that Ellie's family because honestly they haven't been together that long. No. Um and and he he knows what like obviously. Family so far <laughs> has made him lose his one of one of his best friends, yep. um, forced him from the safety that is the QZ, mm-hmm. and now he's now he's begrudgingly trapped with this girl who who he he he's trying quote unquote to get her to where she needs to go, but also is just more like I need to go save Tommy. Um, I can't wait until we get Tommy 
Um, oh, yeah. Especially because of, um, we'll talk about Jonathan Pierce in a moment, but the scene I keep thinking about whenever we talk about the car is honestly not the cargo. But when she says, I'm not tired, mm-hmm. and then they oh, yes. they do a quick edit, and she her mouth is open and she's asleep. Yeah. And throughout, like, what? I think it's a good 15, maybe if not 20 minutes, and this is a short episode, where until we even get to Kansas City, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of these moments um go back to what we've talked about time and time again with this show and especially ellie where they're trying just like with joel like if we're the if the viewers are joel Mm -hmm. they're seeing flecks of innocence Mm -hmm. in ellie and Mm -hmm. things that this is just a like reminders this is just a child this is just a child So that so that when you get these intense moments of where a shootout is occurring, Joel is is on the losing end. um, And then it's like, oh, no, this is a child, but she has a gun Mm -hmm. and everything in her tells her I must protect. Um, Or I must I may save this one person who is the only thing I got right now. Um, So. So I I think I think it's very they're they're doing this incredibly well job with this child character and they talk about this on the podcast about how writing a child is really hard for yeah, an adult. Yeah. And they're doing an incredibly job and yes they I mean Neil Neil Druckmann has already done it um right. with with the game. But still, this is longer storytelling. Um, so to cap- recapture that um, and to expand upon it is just brilliant. Um, but now that we're at Kansas City, mm-hmm. um, we meet Kathleen. And man, I knew his voice sounded familiar. But it took me listening to the after show to to put two and two together. That the, the voice actor who plays Tommy is Perry, who is Kathleen's quote-unquote lieutenant right-hand man in this episode. Um, And I was just like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So so what did you think about Kathleen in Kansas City? Yeah, so when we first get to Kansas City, um, it was like video game moment for me in the sense that, you know, there are, Traveling down the highway, we see all the the beautiful vistas of just how you know how nature has sort of reclaimed land, and um and then we get you know we finally get to the city and we see how the overpass is all blocked, and and Joel having to get out, and the reason why I say it's like video game moment is because like video games when you get out of the you know when you, you come across the you know obstacle you look under there and it's like clear sailing all i have to do is just get around right and so you know so we, we you, you you get that um moment where it's just like oh boy we're gonna have to detour and you know whenever there's a detour in a game shit's gonna happen <laughs> and it did um so it was you know so kansas city you know learning uh, whatever we meet kathleen the first time when she's talking to the doctor and going over to federal rules and 
and and interrogating him in in that scene there's it was just the actress who plays her uh just really conveyed like this Kath, it was clear that she was a leader in this faction to me but also but it was one where it was like a, a leader who sort of wasn't was i don't want to say confident in what they were doing but it, it the it was one of those things where I just felt like they had, she had a, um, she had a, a singular sense of purpose in, in, in that interrogation and really just trying to find out what was, you know, who, you know, what was going on with Henry and, mm-hmm. and Sam and, and then, you know, and, and and he was trying to empathize with her. And, and one of the things that really stuck out when I scene, he was like, you know, I delivered you. And and, 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 and and how he was trying to say, you know, how the rules don't, you know, why you're doing this about these rules. And, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And then she's like, oh, now you're, but now you're trying to change the rules because you're the one stuck in this room. <laughs> right. And, I, yeah. I think it's, um, yeah. <clears throat> for me, I, I found it quite odd that well not odd but it was a bit um what is the right word for it um what is that word um i can't think of that word but we're clearly meeting these characters halfway through a story (laughs) yeah yeah it was very jarring (laughs) like we're just like oh okay this is a lot of information that you're just throwing into a two-minute conversation and there's some names and we don't know um and and i like it um but i i like i like that when sometimes you don't need to spend an entire episode with kathleen to know you don't need to see her brother get beaten because the overall story isn't about her. This is just a side story that, um, and these writers so far have proven that whatever we do learn about her and what happened in Kansas, it's, it's going to be just to inform the overall narrative of Mm -hmm. um, Joel and Ellie. Yeah. So, So in a way, it's good. But at first, I was like, "Okay, why do I care?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so I think that that's where a lot of people are getting this notion that, um, well, why is she in charge? Um, and 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 just there's a lot of mystery because mm-hmm. we we don't know. Like, I love how one of like Ellie's the she's the one who first notices. She's like, "That's the QZ." Like yeah. this, this city that was organized by Fedra, Fedra has been overthrown. Mm-hmm. So quote unquote, civilians are in charge and, and it's not necessarily chaos. Yeah. Yeah. But like that. it's yeah. clear that they are protecting what is theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like that because I know even in the podcast, uh, the, the after show podcast, they talked about it wasn't like, you know, they, 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 they brought up the Mad Max reference when all civilization has gone down. You know, it was just like you had these murdering gangs roaming the street. But but you're right. I mean, here, um, you know, these are the hunt. You know, these are the hunters. They're not even the fireflies as far as 
as as far as um, you know, they, they, you're right. They 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 have a singular purpose of protecting their zone and uh, and protecting theirs because they are all looking out for one another. Especially and especially when we we even get that reinforced when um it, the bodies of of from when from when Joel that killed the individuals who had ambushed them. Um, you, you see that um you know where it's it's, it's it's about our you know it's about us it's about our, our our unit here and and sam and henry must have like called some mercs from outside to like come in and 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 and, and, and fuck things up for us you know and it's and it's funny because we just spent an entire episode with bill and frank who mm-hmm. bill like methodically protected what is his and then frank comes in and wants community and wants to like make the place look better because it's theirs and so it's these two people who are isolated um who are doing very similar things to what is happening in kansas city where they tried to work under fedra something happened Fedra gets overthrown and now these civilians are in charge and they're everyone's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's just at a larger scale of where now they have to figure it out. And, you know, they know time is ticking because you got a floater thing happening underground. You got to worry about, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, infected are everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Yeah. Um, so so I like how they also had that scene with Kathleen and Perry where it's they put a timer on this. Yeah. Um yep. that floater was yeah, yeah. And we and we and to your point about with the story being maybe one or one more episode or so, you know, we we do in a preview for next week do you see that the bloaters like popping out of the ground so uh yeah 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 uh but yeah but yeah but that but also getting back to the leadership thing and 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 and, and kathleen and pierce um perry excuse me wanting to um you know why is he following her um and being her her right hand person because you you know they, they have that conversation about well we you know we have a big problem that's going to explode at any moment and then and shouldn't we prepare our prepare our folks for these bloaters that are going to be coming out and then she like she's so you know i guess i guess back to my thing about the single-mindedness of, of her purpose she, you know she's the the bigger threat is is this bloater but she is so focused on finding henry and sam that she's missing the big picture mm-hmm and it's like, and, and and so you 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 see someone like Perry here who clearly seems like he has a military background and stuff, and 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 sees the threat. You know, to your what you raised earlier is like, you know, we we learn enough in the exposition whenever Catherine is interrogating the doctor. Um, what some of her motivations are and stuff. Um, well, her only motivation is yeah. to find the people who ratted on her brother. Yep. Because yep. They, they, her brother got beaten to death. Yep. By, I'm assuming Fedra. 
And and so instead of what you're talking about, about focusing on this is going to crumble, our people are going to lose their lives. Um, however, it's one building, so I, I still don't really understand, but whatever. Um, the, she's focused on just getting to um, Henry and Sam because mm-hmm. those they're the rats, or at least... I'm trying to think about who's the father and who's the son. I think Sam's the son and Henry's father. Henry's at least the rat. So, so I think hmm, there's a lot I could say with what you were getting at, but I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about some stuff. Um, worried about I, spoilers? Or are you? No, yeah, spoilers. Or just okay. or just trying to give hints as as to what's going on. So I'm trying to choose my words wisely. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's just, it just goes back to why, why did Joel say that in that moment, Ellie was just cargo compartmentalizing because he knows if, if he had said in that instance, no, your family, he would, that's, that would lead him to have have something that needed to be protected at all costs and could potentially blind him mm-hmm. to the bigger picture. Yeah. So I I think that there's a subtle parallel there to what we're seeing with Kathleen, who has found herself in this position. And despite having all this entire community looking up to her for guidance, she is zeroing in on one thing and that's only because that was her family that was her blood so mm-hmm. you have you have a different scale of community or level of community and bond um that must be protected there but yeah um and and maybe it's also just because i will be honest uh, a lot of this i was just like oh, can we get back to joel and ellie can we get back to joel yeah. <laughs> that was it. I was like, I don't, I don't really, I, um, because I love all of the moments with Joel and Ellie in this episode. Um, I, I like that by the end, towards the end of the episode, roles started to reverse where we actually have Joel ask Ellie a question. Mm-hmm. He never really asked her a question before. Um, and and it was because she had acknowledged that this isn't her first time hurting someone but and and in that moment he didn't ask the question but later he did and i'm glad he did because um i can i can only imagine like well what was going through his mind of like okay so so uh, we're we're going to get the backstory to what happened um and that'll be interesting. But but I like how he asks the question and then she shuts it down for the first time. Um, and so their similarities are coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but it's just it, it. And then it was good that they were laughing um, for a change. And and it's weird, like like you were saying to start us off, like there was. There was no major death. There was no infected. There was no flashback. This, there were some noises, but for, for my opinion, this was a quiet episode. It was, it was. Um, it was weird. Um, 
But it was mainly about these two who were on the road quickly get sidetracked and end up in this situation and now um, are trying to escape the city um, and and who finds them? Well, not Kathleen, but Henry and Sam at the end um, because Joel slept on the wrong side. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but those, but all those, you know, all those moments like the scar and the gunfire, you know, those, those are all important details that, you know, at, at whenever initially in any other hands, a lot of times those are just throwaway lines, but here they serve for a bigger thing because like you said, slept on the, he slept on his right side. So he didn't hear them coming, even though, and, and, and even that the act, the, uh, you know, when he was breaking up all the, 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 the mirror and stuff and, and putting the crunchy, you know, things down mm-hmm. for, for sleep. I mean, those, all those little points are like, really important little details that and I, I love I, that's what one of the things I really really like about this show is the 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 most minute detail it, it serves a, a a larger you know right step something happens later it, it really they, they they really use it utilize it and so nothing is you know so it really is one of those shows where you know don't blink because if you do you may miss something that will impact the story I mean, I mean, this episode, it may be an episode or two later, but, it, you know, it's there. And, I, and that was one of the things that, the, that the, you know, that they did talk about as well. The showrunners had talked about uh, yeah. how, how these these moments are are, are are very critical. But, you know, thinking about uh, the, the getting back to Joel and Ellie and, and, and their their moments of learning more about one another and, you know, and 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 and, and Ellie. You know, calling Joel out about whenever, whenever he was trying, you know, whenever he saw that she was, she let her, go, you know, she was processing what had happened with not only her shooting the the guy, but then Joel finishing him off with the knife, and um and her role in 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 that, and and he and then Joel noticed it, and he was stumbling with trying to console her. But then she's like, you know, it was, it was it was a funny moment in the sense to me it was just like, you're not good at this, are you? <laughs> He's like, no. And it was like you said, the, the kind of the role reversals of of her trying to help him get over his martyr complex. I like the way you put that because he he is like, you know, you know, we get that earlier in the episode when they're. On the on the road when they're driving to you know cross country with him talking about Tommy and having to bail him out and and you know and Tommy's backstory and and and, and this so it really is you see those all you see the the development of their, of their relationship um, and 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 I really like the way that like you said it's a quiet episode but a lot really did happen in a in a very short amount of time and. And I think that initially a lot of people are low on this episode. Um, But I think overall this will be an important, or not even important, but this will be, this is a necessary thing for, to, to lead us into the next um, episode. And, and I think it's a good change of pace or else, 
if this was the fourth episode and and pretty much it had that same here's a new person they encounter by the end of this episode you're going to get to know them and then they're going to die just <laughs> <laughs> be like okay yeah so so is this like going to happen every episode um so i i think that they needed to mm-hmm. change that up um i agree yeah i will you, you're right i i have to say so what I, what I after watching this episode, I was you. I was probably like not. I, I was ambivalent about it. But the more I thought about it, and the more we talk about it, uh, the, the I, I have a greater appreciation for for what this episode is. Right. For the reasons that you just stated, and 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 you're right. I mean, it's it, it. We needed we we needed this episode after what we the, the Bill and Frank episode from last week. Yeah, was, we, we all needed to hear the diarrhea joke. Mm-hmm, we he did. Was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. We needed that so that we can just prepare ourselves for the rest of the season because we know some more shit's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still thinking about episode two and how both of us were like, well, that got a bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fearful because I think some more intense things are going to happen. And oh, yeah. Lord. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I am. Um, man. Um, I still love the show. I'm glad to, like, I just, before we started talking tonight, I saw this episode had 7.4 million viewers. Yep, every um, week is growing. Yeah, and else against the Grammys. I mean, so. Okay, who, okay, who cares yeah. about the Grammys? Who, exactly. Well, that, well that, <laughs> there's that too, but, uh, but I, I that think, being. I think award shows are going, like, they're not losing viewers because there are better things to watch. They're losing viewers because any smart person knows I will have Twitter on my laptop and I will watch my show and I'll just see who won. Like, I don't actually yeah. have to watch the Grammys to enjoy the. Like, they have yeah. to figure out a way to to circumvent that. And then you got time zone issues where I like I felt like I knew Beyonce won four hours before the show even started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> Yeah, but speaking of uh, speaking of uh, uh, timing and everything, uh, just a programming note for our folks: if you if you missed it, uh, the Super Bowl obviously is this upcoming Sunday, and the uh, episode five is actually going to drop this Friday evening instead at uh, usual time in your your warrior time zone for me, Eastern 9 p.m. Uh, and or you know whatever time zone you're listening to us. Uh, that's when the show will drop on um, for episode five. So just wanted to make sure folks are are aware of that if you if you uh, missed it uh, on the socials. Yes, no, appreciate that well because um, without you, I would have totally not understand why people were tweeting about The Last of Us on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what is this? Um, very important to know that and. Um, on that note, um, just to let everyone knows who's been following us on Sunday, we're actually going to do something a little bit different and we are guest guesting on a plus opinions. 
I got that name right, right? Yep. Yep, you did. Yep, okay. we will be. Yep. So yeah, we'll be. Uh, we'll be actually live. So uh, you were so quiet. I was like, he is not. <laughs> like, what is he doing? So I, I knew. I said it very confidently. It was only because of Will's reaction why I second guess myself. Yeah. Let the record show. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I was. Just, I didn't know if you had anything more to say. I was just giving you space. <laughs> I'm so not used to that. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this so quiet all of a sudden? Um, yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about things we don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Fingers. Still crossed. have we still have several days of the week to get through. So we'll just yeah. come check. Yeah. But uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, we'll be we'll be on uh, on the show on Sunday afternoon. And check check their um, channel out on YouTube out. Um, you can find them on Twitter. Um, and so, so yeah, that will be fun and different. And clearly I'm starting to get tired. So on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can follow me on Twitter at SJ Belmont. You can follow us on Twitter at Cena Nerd, friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website www.cenanerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>